Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you, Bear. This is episode 86 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about controversial opinions. Okay. This should be interesting. You want to go first or you want me to? You go first. Do you think abortion should be banned? Maybe I should say yes so that we can talk for more than one sentence. <laughs> no, tell me how you really feel. I know you don't believe that. It's, it, it's a fact that abortion is needed from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a perfect case in Texas right now. Absolutely. A a woman whose life is in danger because she can't get an abortion and had to secretly travel to some other state to get that done. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this is a woman who can afford to do that. Yeah. Lots of women would not. Can't. So if you can, if you ban it, then those people are stuck. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I... I absolutely disagree with banning abortion, obviously. Um, I really don't think it should come down to the man. I really don't. But my big thing is, too, is I don't think the government should be able to tell people what to do and not do with their body. Which is one of the tenets of the Republican Party, but they don't seem to think so in this case. Uh, We should just recall that, rename that whole party the hypocrite hypocrite party. Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, they they preach small government, but yet they want to be involved in... Is that the fault of the Republicans? Because I suspect that uh, some religious political groups have pretty much taken over the Republican Party and taken away their basic tenets and made their own ideology part of the Republican agenda. Yeah. Well, they need to stop it. And that's not something that happened overnight. I, you, you remember those the words moral majority? Mm-hmm. Like in the 80s? In the 80s, I was going to say, yeah. You know, so it wasn't... It, it was a, a well-planned thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. It wasn't, yeah. It was, it was planned out. It slowly but surely took place, though, didn't it? Yeah. And um, the abortion is not a black and white issue. No, it's completely great. I, I think everybody recognizes that, and that is why in states where abortion basically is put to a vote, people overwhelmingly vote to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, we, here in Kansas, we were one of the first states that it came up to a vote. Mm-hmm. And people kept it. And I wonder um, how um, how that came to be. Because people have common sense, <laughs> I would say. That's my opinion, and I know that not everybody is going to agree with my, my opinion. Uh, it's been a while since I've read anything about this, but it seemed to me like opinion polls found that people are both anti-abortion and... Um, pro-life pro, pro-abortion at the same time hmm. they, they think women should have the the choice and the ability to have an abortion but they also think that it's wrong yeah well there's a, there's a lot of people who I mean there's people who personally are against it but they understand that the government shouldn't have a say in individuals rights or choices you know what I mean? Which is fine. If, if you, I think that's the the vast majority yeah. of people. That's and that's the way it should be. I mean, if you if but my rights shouldn't impede your rights. You know what I mean? Just because. So if you don't like abortion, then don't get one. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No one's forcing these women to go do it, but it should be an option to go out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's you know, yeah. You you might have to you know you morally might think believe it's wrong and all that, but. It's, you you know, you got to, sorry, just got distracted. Um, like you said, it's it might not be for you, but you shouldn't 
have the right to take that ability, that right from someone else. Stop it. Brownie, be quiet. Stop. Should contraception be handed out in secondary schools? I don't see why not. I don't either, but uh, people have a huge moral obligate, uh, objection to that. But saying they want to ban abortion. <laughs> yes, at the same time. At the same, the same time. people at the same time. Yeah. Don't want you to have contraception, and they don't want you to have abortion either. Okay, so let, let the, the, the teenager with the wild hormones not have access to contraceptions. Mm-hmm. Because they're just going to know not to do it or do it correctly. Um, there seems to be this theory that if they have access to contraception, they'll use it, and they don't want that. They're going to do it anyway. I think so, yeah. And then, I mean, not even just getting pregnant. I mean, we're talking about sexually transmitted diseases, too. And a lot of those same people don't want any sex education in school. What's the world coming to? Um, it, it seems like they're, they're thinking, you know, if kids know about sex, that, that they're going to do it. Well, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Whether they know what they're doing or not. Wouldn't you be, would rather be educated about it? Wouldn't you want your kid to be educated about it? Yeah. But apparently, I mean, there's a bunch of people out there who don't know anything about it. They don't know how the whole reproductive system works. They don't know... And they won't explain it to their kids because they don't know themselves. No. Uh, I can't believe that. I mean... Really? People know where babies come from. You would hope, but I mean, they don't They don't know the signs behind it. Like the, the, the you know, the egg coming down, the fallopian tubes, you know, they don't know all of that. Well, I think they just don't want anybody having any fun. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> There's an amazing number of people who think that sex is just for having babies. And there's, it should not be fun at all. Those people need to get with the times. Um, well, th those people have been around for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're the ones with 12 kids because they find out that it is fun, but they're just not willing to hmm. put a rubber on it. That's why they got 12 kids, but... You think they've... Yeah, my aunt and uncle were there that way. And they're having more than just... It's it just limited to 12 times. There's... <laughs> mm -hmm. there's yeah. Oh, you're pregnant? Oh, we're going to go at it like crazy now. <laughs> and a Catholics, they'll say, oh, we do use contraception. We use the rhythm method. The rhythm method, yeah. Which I call Vatican roulette. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So... It's it's silly. It's yeah. I I think contraception should be handed out. I do. You know, but the education needs to be along with it, though. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds reasonable. So. Okay. Do you think a country should ever go to war except in self-defense? No, I don't. The, okay. The the only reason for killing people is to stop them from killing you, I, I think. Yeah. Uh, remember the, quote, war in Iraq? Mm-hmm. Oh, to, that Saddam Hussein had weapons, weapons of mass destruction, and they never found any. No. It was just a convenient excuse for a president to get revenge for his father. For his father's mistakes, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then look how long that war lasted. Mm hmm And then, I mean, have we been in, but I mean, look at the Vietnam War. Oh, I'm sorry, there wasn't a war. Police action. Police action. Yeah. But look at the stuff we're helping with. I mean, we're, we're funding Israel right now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're funding and, and Ukraine. Ukraine. So we're pretty much involved in those wars. Yeah, although if we stopped funding them, I don't think they would stop. The war? Either one of those wars. No, no, they'll still continue. I mean, they need our... Israel doesn't need our help. Not, um, not really. I mean, they're a big country. Their military's nasty. And they have forced conscription. Everyone mm -hmm. has to serve. In Everyone, that. male and female. Uh, a lot of times when people talk about justice, I think they actually mean vengeance. Yeah. 
because uh, Hamas killed like 1,200 Jewish people. Hmm. I'm pretty sure they've killed a lot more people, Palestinians, than 1,200. Oh, they're they're saying like it's over 20,000 now. Yeah. So, and then, you know, we're not seeing the whole truth. Probably not. You know, know, they're saying Hamas is using children and women and children as shields. They're hiding behind them, which I I don't doubt it, but I don't know. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you don't know what to believe in the media anymore. That is a part of the world that has never, ever known peace. Ever, ever. And I don't and think as it ever will. As long as humans have existed, there's been fighting. It's a tribal mentality. It, what, what does that mean, a tribal mentality? Um, I'm trying to explain. Um, is it an us versus them? Yeah. If you're, if you're not us, you're them. You're them. And if you're not with us, you're against us. Um, in Ireland, there was a group called Sinn Féin. Mm-hmm. And Sinn Féin means something like people like us. Mm-hmm. So that was the same kind of mentality. Yeah. Although you don't hear as much about violence in Ireland as you used to. Mm-mm. Either either we're just not hearing about it or it's maybe they've settled some of their differences. I think they've settled a lot of their differences. I think So it can be done. Yeah, yeah. But th- what was going on in Ireland was more between the British Empire and the Irish people. But wasn't it also the Protestants and Protestants, the Catholics? Yeah, but the Protestants was a separation. It was, it was basically the Church of England. Which was a separation from the Church of Christ that King George did because the Pope wouldn't allow him abortion or not abortion, wouldn't allow him divorces. Mm-hmm. So he decided to make his own church, and it came basically down to property rights. The Protestants were the richer, which was the Church of England, and then the Catholics were the poor. Well, for you to vote in Ireland, you had to be property owners. Well, what happened was the Protestants owned all the property where the the Catholics didn't. And you had generations of families living in one house and they could only get, like, say, one vote. Whereas then you had the Protestants who had multiple, you know, houses for each individual and more property, they got more votes. So basically it was a majority rule. And that was the big crisis. Hmm. And But now we have the separation of Northern Ireland and Ireland and Northern Ireland's part of the British, the British... Mm-hmm. And then you have Ireland. So, but yeah, that's where the whole um, IRA comes from. And apartheid is also another situation where it was bad, mm-hmm. and there there was civil war and strife. But mm-hmm. eventually, they got through it. Yeah. So, I, it ought to be possible for the Mideast to come to peace somehow. You would think, but I mean, even the Jews that are here in America get hated on. I mean, for, for yeah. I mean, um, look, at per- the whole, look at the look at the Holocaust. Perhaps that was the probably not the official reason, but the unofficial reason for the Zionist state mm-hmm. was to give them a safe haven. Yeah, give them a place to. And it doesn't look like it worked out that way. No, because, I mean, they're surrounded by enemies. Mm-hmm. Look what they did during the Six-Day War, though. You don't want to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and oh, we're getting way off topic, but that's fine. That's what we do. Um, I can't believe that Israel had no idea that Hamas was going to do that, to, to, to that music festival, because... Israel has, like, the most advanced intelligence network in the world. Yeah. How, how could they not know something was going to happen? Yeah, and there's there's already stuff coming out that they did know, but they didn't want to do anything about it. The truth will come out, or they'll bury it. It's just... I, I seriously doubt the tail wagged the dog, but um, they... That they just had to have known. It's just like, you know, there's reports that have been covered up about us knowing about 9-11. There's a lot of chatter about 9-11, and they were told to keep their eyes and ears open, but they don't want to pass it down through the food chain. 
and then 9-11 mm. happened so and I guess I could see if there were rumors that something was going to happen at the World Trade Center that they would say no that's already happened uh, yeah um, with the bombings and yeah, yeah. The, the the world I don't know they, they say place. you can't have good without evil but I don't know it seems like um evil already has all the the steps planned out before good even gets through the door yeah yeah that's a good point it's a good real good point yeah we could go on for hours about that all right should we have the death penalty i don't believe we should personally i don't believe because people are wrongly um convicted of crimes crimes all the time yep. and that's what our whole criminal justice system is based on we would rather let 10 guilty people go and have one innocent person put mm-hmm. be found guilty so i'm i don't think we should but i'm mixed i like if someone raped and killed my niece i I'd be hard-pressed to see them sitting in prison for the rest of their life. But killing them wouldn't bring my niece back. Once again, we're talking about the difference between justice and vengeance. vengeance, exactly. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, the death penalty... And the way they have it set up, it doesn't work. It doesn't... What do you mean? It's it's supposed to be... uh, um, I'm at a loss of words. Um, Basically... make people not want to commit crimes. A deterrent. A deterrent. People don't think about it. They still go out and commit the crimes. And when they're in the middle of a crime, they don't sit there and go, oh, wait a minute, I'm doing this. I could get the death penalty. Well, people don't think most of the time. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And then, who's to say who who lives and who dies? What do you mean by that? Well, you're going to have to leave it up to a judge or a jury or peers. And then, I mean, every state's so different on the death penalty, too. But I'm just thinking out loud, pretty much. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Uh, well, I'm just trying to think. It, it can't be a black and white issue, but it, oh, it seems like we're making it a black and white issue here. No, it's, it's, it's a completely gray issue. I mean, uh, like if you say, did you ever commit a murder... You should get the death penalty. Well, what happens if um, someone breaks in your house and someone breaks in and and they're doing something terrible to you and we don't carry firearms in our house or anything like that, but I catch the guy in the act and I kill him. Should I be put to death for that? Not if you felt that you were in danger of being killed yourself. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? But I murdered someone. But they, they don't call that murder. It's self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a completely gray issue. Um, I'm sure people have gamed the system to, oh, yeah. to, to get off of a murder charge. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is watch Dateline on Friday <laughs> nights. <laughs> so. But as you said, it's probably better to let 10 people go than to wrongly um, punish someone who was innocent and we still do it it still happens all the time you still hear about cases where people were I I don't know about people who were um, executed but there's plenty of cases where people were in jail for decades there's a story this week on the news where two two relatives there was a guy and his cousin just got out of serving 40 years in Illinois for killing somebody 40 years ago. They were 20 when they went in. They're 60 now. And they, they were innocent. They proclaimed their innocence the whole time. And if they were innocent, they finally got out. Hmm. So. Yeah, so if somebody was executed for that and it turned out they were exonerated, you can't bring them back. Yeah. That's very true. And where's their vengeance? Yeah, because I'd be pissed. 
<laughs> well, can you imagine being locked away for 40 years? Oh, everything that's been changed in the say, past 20 years, how things are completely different. It's almost two generations. Yeah. And, you know, cell phones, computers, um, the World Wide Web. I mean, it's, it goes on and on and on and on and it on. It would be hard to function as a useful member of society when you've been out of out of society for that long. I mean, how could you, can you imagine trying to go find a job? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's have a smartphone. There's mm-hmm. no buttons on it or anything like that. That would throw you off completely if you weren't used to mm-hmm. to use it. You know what I mean? You can learn it pretty quick, but still. But and if you were executed, you wouldn't be doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is money ruining sports? No. The answer to this is kind of. Yes and no. Um, my answer to this is basically everyone bitches that the athletes are making too much money. The reason they're making so much money is because people, fans, are willing to pay the prices to go to the games, pay the parking fees, buy the jerseys, pay for the direct TV packages. As long as everyone's willing to do that, these people are going to make a lot of money. And it's not even the athletes that are making the most money, it's the owners. It's their billionaires. Little billionaires. I mean, one. I think Mark Cuban bought the Dallas Mavericks back in like ninety something, and it was twelve. I don't know. I'm just basically millions of dollars. Well, now if he turned around and sold that organization, it would be worth like nine billion dollars. So. I mean, so it is an investment. It's not a vanity purchase. Oh, a lot of it's a vanity purchase, a lot of these guys, but it is, and it still is an investment. But if, if you know, if you're not, like, I know friends of mine are going to the Chiefs game tomorrow. To go to the game, it costs for four tickets. It's $800. But people are willing to spend the money, so that money's got to go somewhere so the athletes get paid. I mean, Shohei, Shohei Otani just signed a $700 million contract over 10 years to play baseball. $700 million. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody is worth that. No. Um, n- not even uh, a doctor who saves people every day. It's worth that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, but it, it is what it is. It's not going to go anywhere. It's, it's all there to make money. What do you think? I think... It is an industry. Yeah. It's not. It's not just entertainment. You know, it's not a group of men in their backyard playing, playing ball. Am- playing amateur it, sports. It is an industry that is designed to make money, mm-hmm. and they make a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Because people are willing to spend the money to go watch it. And cities are willing to fork out money to give them stadiums and parking and um, obviously they believe that it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it brings in a lot of money. I mean, those cities get crowded during, I mean, like whenever I would go up and watch uh, the Red Sox play the Royals, you should see how many Boston Red Sox fans are up there. They come from all over the place. You know, they said that, and those those were considered premium tickets to the Royals, so the Royals would charge more money whenever the St. Louis Cardinals came to town, the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox were coming to town because they knew their fans traveled. And there was a group of us, the one time we went up there, was like a group of eight of us that went up there, rented a hotel, stayed in a nice hotel, um, just basically went up there for a weekend and we all dropped a lot of money because we're all going out to eat dinner and drinking. So it brings money into the town because hmm. a lot of people will make a weekend out of it and just not go to the game and go home. Because it's, you know what I mean, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas City's far enough away where you can actually get there and come back, but we would go for a few games. You know, like I said, we'd go for a Friday night game and a Saturday night game. So we'd make a whole weekend out of it. But, uh, it brings a lot of money into the city. 
if you think about it, there are other entertainment industries that are very similar. Mm-hmm. People spend hundreds of dollars for concert tickets mm-hmm. and get get on a plane, um, get a hotel, mm-hmm. have a nice dinner, all those things. Well, friends of mine, they've been following Dave Matthews' band. They've traveled all over the U.S. this past summer. I think they went to like 15 of his concerts. The last one they went to, they flew to Madison Square Garden to see them there, and they would go for a weekend at a time. They'd go to two shows. They'd go to the, they would leave Thursday morning, go to the Friday night show, go to the Saturday night show, and then fly back Sunday. Who can afford to do that? Not me. Not us. Yeah. But I'm, I don't... And, you know, people... I, I'm completely content watching football. I'm a huge football fan, you know that. I'd rather watch it at home. I'm in a climate-controlled area. I don't have any drunk people yelling and being pushing me around. Um, I have the best seat in the house. I can get them to go to the bathroom when I want to during commercial breaks. It's heated. I don't have to sit out in the cold. Um, Nobody's having a big conversation about something unrelated and, and ruining your experience. Exactly. And I can watch the game. I got a better view than I would if anywhere in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to spend money on beer or food or anything like that. I can just get up and go make my own sandwich if I want to. I don't drink anymore, but even then I'm not going to spend $12 on a beer. Um, I don't have to drive three and a half hours to go there and then three and a half hours to come back. So it's, you know, I, Hmm. and then spend the money on the tickets. You know, it's, I mean, it's fun. I've done in the past, but I'm to the point age wise and, I'm completely content just watching it at home. Hmm. And I mean, I, you know me, I don't even go to the bar because I get annoyed. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I want to watch the game. I want to pay attention to the game. I don't need some drunk guy yapping in my ear about some girl he met or just random crap. Shut up, watch the game. That's what I'm there for. And I, I cheer for my team loudly and proudly. But... I want to watch the game. That's what I'm there for. So I won't even go to the bar. I mean, you don't even talk to me during the games. <laughs> so I won't even let the cats around me when the games are play, being played if it's a good game. So I just don't see the excessiveness of it. Well, um, I'm trying to think of it in terms that I can understand. Um, Star Trek is an entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, w- one of the biggest... 800 plus episodes now there are star trek conventions there are star trek cruises oh yeah people spend a lot of money it's a million dollar industry being fans of that industry yeah so i i don't think it compares to sports though it is as far as dollars no the sports has got a mark got the corner on it nfl has the the market of out of all sports um, but yeah there's nothing I mean and then even I mean that's just here in the United States soccer worldwide football mm. that's football with a U yeah um, that blows the doors off of what we think is big in the United States um, I mean it's, that's just insane uh, the amount of money there so, I mean, you have, I mean, we just have the NFL here, but you have the Premier League, you have the Spanish League, and then you have the, the levels below, the Champions League, you have all these leagues below it that are trying to get into the Premier League. And, I mean, it's, in those stadiums hold 60,000, 80,000 people, you know. I think I saw a thing, like, today for the Chiefs game, they were talking the cheapest available seats right now for the Chiefs game are $95 a piece. That's the cheapest. Hmm. The most expensive they have right now are 450, and that's just face value. That's not including what you buy them off market for. Through mm-hmm. you know, um, so and I mean, I think like right now to go to the Super Bowl um, for two tickets, it's like ten grand, and that's just insane to me. Hmm. I better be getting a lot more than a, a seat <laughs> for a few hours. <laughs> So, and that just blows my mind. Like I said, I, I mean, 
watch it and enjoy it much easier from the comfort of my own couch. Are you familiar with the term bread and circuses? Mm. The Romans, the Roman politicians, um, they came up with the term bread and circuses to okay. keep the populace happy. They would feed them and they would give them gladiatorial games. Okay. That's that's what bread that, and circuses. That's what brought in the votes to keep them in power. Wow. So, hmm. So you think that's what the government's doing? They're giving us the NFL. <laughs> They're not feeding us. Huh. All right. Which which one? Whose turn is it? I got it. Do you think creationism should be taught in public schools? I think it should be taught as a thing that shouldn't be. You know, it should be taught as a bad example. Yeah. Creationism is. Um, pseudoscience it's it's making science sound or it's making the bible sound like sciencey mm -hmm. and it's not it's, <laughs> it's not, so no. ever yeah um there are so many people who say i i want to say that they say this because i can't imagine that they actually believe it that every word in the bible is true that the earth is only 6,000 years old and everyone came from uh, um, a man and a woman created by a deity. Wow. Yeah, it's, that noise you're hearing is my eyes rolling. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, putting creationism in public schools is putting like having religion in you're public schools. Yeah, that's not, I don't think it should be. You're putting religion in schools. In my opinion, so I, yeah, <laughs> that's a hard no for me. Hmm. Any kind of religion, I, if they want to have a comparative religion class, you know, where they compare and contrast all the religions in the world, I could see that. Mm. Um, but creationism is just... I can see that as in like a university and a college, where it's an elective class that you can... That's not a public school. Yeah, I, yeah. But I, yeah, so now, I mean, or it would be an elective that you could take. You could select to take it, but you wouldn't be mandatory to take. Mm. So, yeah, I just don't see any public, I don't see any place for it in public schools. So, so, there's so many very vocal people who say, this is exactly the way it is, and um, they're deluded. Yeah. Hmm. Um, to, to the point where, the alternative is is teaching evolution, and they believe evolution should not be taught because creationism can't be taught. They're turning evolution into a religion. Well, yeah, and that's not the case, though. No, it's it's pure science. Pure science, yeah. It's ridiculous. And anybody knows evolution is is a thing because mm. um, look at dogs. Yeah. There's hundreds of breeds of dogs, and at one time they were all wolves. Yeah. Um, it's just by by breeding. breeding for specific traits that we got so many different kinds of dogs. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. So I, I can't see how anybody can justify creationism in a public school. Yeah, I can't see how people justify a lot of things nowadays, mm. so... Even in a private school, you know, a, a parochial school, um, they ought to at least... Uh, I believe when I was in parochial school that they did talk about evolution as a real thing. Really? Uh, at least I don't remember any of the nuns saying, oh, that's not real. Mm -hmm. um, maybe my mind just didn't want to go there I, I did not believe most of what they taught Yeah, which is why I did so poorly in parochial school the best grade you will make in parochial school is the one they have in religion class yeah that's true that, it, that, was, that was just a miserable miserable time for people for a person like me who questions things mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to question things in parochial school oh no you are told exactly what to think yeah that's not good. That's not a good environment for education. 
Alright. Is it my turn? Yep. Should research into cloning be stopped? I don't think so. Do you think so? Um, why do you why why do you think people would want it to be stopped? Because it'd be against their religious values. What is against their religious values? Cloning, because it's not natural. That's what I I mean. That's why I'm, I'm taking a shot at the dark. I think what's implied in that question is human cloning. Okay. People believe that human cloning should not be done. Okay. It does sound like another religion question. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Oh, they do cloning all the time. Animals are cloned. Oh, yeah. Plants are cloned. Yeah. It's not going away. No. Do you think human cloning should go away? Uh, there hasn't been any. Not just yet. because we don't have the technology, I think. <laughs> I suppose it's possible that in some third world country, somebody could get a clone of themselves would be very expensive and probably a lot of failures before you got anything but you know if they could clone a sheep they could probably clone a human eventually yeah be kind of cool but but, but i mean it, it would have the same features and stuff like that but it would be different because obviously the environment that they're brought up in even identical twins who different. have the same dna and are brought up in the same environment end up having differences mm -hmm. yeah so I don't see the appeal of uh, certainly not cloning myself uh, I think there may be a little bit of that in heterosexuals who want to have kids so they can have little copies of themselves mm -hmm. I don't I don't get it but I see it yeah yeah I can agree with that. So now maybe if it was a, another Albert Einstein, I could see cloning him. But I don't want a copy of myself. You, you want it? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What would be the perks? The benefits? There really wouldn't be. Um, I think people who have children often experience life again through their children okay that's why so many parents are like pushing their kids to oh you've got to get into football because i was into football do the extracurricular activities and, and sports do the and... things that uh, make up for the things that i was deficient in yeah that's ridiculous though because it's, it's not going to happen i mean it's, it's it's not you. You're not going to be able to redo it all. Mm -hmm. And cloning is like the antithesis of evolution. If you want to clone a sheep, um, why? I could see trying to make a better sheep, mm -hmm. but making the exact same one, um, too many problems with that. Um, bananas. When you see bananas in the grocery store, every banana is identical is genetically identical to all the other bananas hmm. they are all cloned and so you've eaten one banana you've eaten them all pretty much yeah hmm. the problem with that is if some disease comes along there aren't any other bananas out there that you could go to it's not like you can find the golden banana that... <laughs> <laughs> huh i don't realize that so I, I don't really see any benefits in cloning Clone man. I'm trying to think of any benefits that would be, and it doesn't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, some sometimes um, maybe prize-winning animals like like a, a horse that yeah. does well in the races, they'll they'll want to breed it with other horses to also do well. And I I suppose if you had a prize-winning horse that brought you in lots of breeding money you could clone that horse and continue to make more money yeah it's just really weird edge cases that i could see cloning being a benefit i'm, I'm like being a diabetic i mean you, would you clone yourself so you would get a maybe no because if you clone yourself you would have a oh to harvest organs to harvest organs yeah 
but then that clone wears that clone's rights. Mm-hmm. If the clone had a brain, anyway. Well, I don't have one, so I guess I won't have to really worry about that, so. <laughs> if you only had a brain? If I only had a brain. Yeah, that's a good question. Huh. There's got to be an argument so, for it. There, there's, I'm sure that it's proven that there are commercial benefits to cloning, but for humans, I, I don't get it. Okay. Yeah. Is it my turn? Yep. Does peaceful protest achieve anything? I think it does. Not as quickly, but I think it does. I think it'll bring things to a head, to an issue, to, you know what I mean, it'll bring it up. And if you get enough people behind it, it's it's kind of like an itch. You have a little itch, but it's not that bad. You won't get it scratched, but once the itch gets big enough, you'll scratch it. And I think peaceful protests can do that. What do you think? Over and over again, I have heard people... This is a little close to me, I think. Mm. Over and over again, I've heard people say, I never got anything by asking nicely for it. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't think peaceful protest does anything? Oh, certainly it does. Okay. Um... But um, the, the, the loudest voices get heard. Mm. I mean, that's how Trump got into office. Yeah. That's not a very positive example, I guess. But That's true, though. Um, Drain the swamp. And, and during the AIDS, the beginning of the AIDS pandemic, um, people just expected us to roll over and die. Well, that's what they wanted. Um, they did not expect patients to advocate for their own welfare. It had so never sad. been done before. It's so sad. It's, yeah, that's... I'm glad they did, though. Obviously. But it's sad that it came to that. That you could just sit there and ignore all these people who are sick and dying because you don't agree with their lifestyle. And um, even less overt forms of protest, I think, have been successful. Um, you, you don't see people smoking on airplanes, in restaurants, in bars anymore. And that's because society said enough. enough. Yeah. So... Um, just sitting idly by and expecting things to get better doesn't work. No. No, I agree. Because it's not going to happen. You know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. What do you think? I think it does work. But I think then there's a time there where it's, I hate saying violent protest, but sometimes violent protest works better. But I think it's everything could start with a peaceful protest. Uh. I'm not for rioting, but sometimes people get put in a corner where that's their only way out. There have been times where activists have gone to Wall Street and pretty much shut down Wall Street. Mm. Is that a peaceful protest? Yeah, it might be. Did anyone get hurt? I don't know. The, the the border is pretty gray there. Yeah, I know. It's all of these questions are gray, gray area. Yeah. People um, shut down the subway. Mm -hmm. No, no train traffic going through. Is that a peaceful protest? I would say yes, but a lot of people would say no because you're you're affecting their wallet. You're not allowing them to get to work, or you're mm -hmm. impeding their rights. So, it's an awful gray area. You know what I mean? If you mm -hmm. look at both sides, you can see where they're protesting, but then say you were trying to go to work and like this summer with your job when they were going to go on strike. Mm -hmm. Did you, you agreed with it, but would you have been willing to cross the picket line? I don't think so. Yeah. And it's affecting your life then though too. Mm -hmm. So. Thankfully in that case, it was over yeah. pretty much before it started. That, yeah. So, you know, that's where it's tough. 
for the most part, I think strikes are a peaceful protest, but um, depends on your definition of peace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll kind of go out. Everything kind of goes out the door when people ride and start looting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And I, in most cases, I think the people who are looting probably don't even care about the cause. Oh, I agree with that 100%. They're just there to... Take advantage of take the advantage situation. Take advantage of the situation, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, we're not going to solve that question. No. So, should women be allowed to fight on the front lines in wars? Yes. I agree. 100%. I think they're capable of doing it. Why not? Israel does. Yeah. They have to. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not sure how long they have to sign up for, but I think it's two years. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, every every man and woman has to serve over there. So, now do you think they should do that here in the States? Why not? Okay. We still have selective service. I mean, nobody's ever called, but yeah. they still have selective service. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are people who are screaming at us right now. Women should not be doing... Well, nobody should be doing war. Well, they can scream at us all they want. They can start their own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. And it's we're not pro-war by any means, but... What's good for the goose is good, good for, for the gander. gander. Yeah. yeah. So, well, but then there's the people who say, no, they shouldn't because they want to be able to do what men can do. There's a lot of um, women out there that could do a lot of things better than a lot of men can do. Everybody has, oh, what's the right term? Opinions? Everybody is good in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that women can contribute to the front lines as much as men. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I would also think that a lot of these people who would object to that are conservatives who are thinking there's going to be a lot of fucking going on. Yeah. Well, there already is. You've got women and men. And um, what's the name of the guy who is the speaker now who just got... Of Congress? Yeah. James Wolf? I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name either. Um, He said that he and his son have an agreement that they'll look at each other's phones for porn... That, that, that they they weekly check each other's phones to see if they've looked at porn on their phones. And that seems to indicate to me that he thinks that if nobody checks on them, that that's what they're going to do. That's bizarre. So uh, it's the same kind of thinking, that yeah. if men and women are together, they're going to do things. That they, mm-hmm. um, that's not valid anymore. No. Well, they're already screwing anyway. doesn't matter if they're on the front lines or not, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's a weak argument. But, God, I'm just thrown off by that comment that you made about them. <laughs> that's so weird. That's just so bizarre. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my mind's kind of just going off in these, all these weird directions right now. So. We'll, we'll move on. Why should assault rifles be banned? I think if you want to play with an assault rifle, join the military, become a police officer, I don't think any average citizen needs an assault rifle or should be able to get access to one, not even needs it. They're not used for hunting. Um, People say, well, they're fun. Yeah, so is dynamite, but... Get your dick enlarged for real. Don't don't buy an assault rifle. Exactly. I I don't think there's. No matter what anyone can tell me, they can scream from the mountaintops that it's all right. Shut the f up. It's a weapon to kill people quickly and a lot of people quickly. So no, I'm I'm dead set against people with assault rifles. I think they should be banned. No questions asked. That's a very specific question. Yeah. 
if you want to get into more generalities of should people be allowed to have guns, um, that's a, it's a much grayer area. Mm-hmm. But assault rifles, there's just no good reason for an individual to have one. No, no. I'm not against people owning handguns. Yeah. There was a show on last night, I don't remember, and it, it was about a guy who murdered a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And apparently somebody had indicated that uh, it was like a red flag that they thought they were wor- concerned about him because he owned 15 guns. They and weren't. They weren't. The, well, the police yeah. said they yeah. were not concerned by somebody having 15 guns. And I think to myself, how could you how could you say that you're not worried <laughs> about somebody who has 15 guns? Exactly. Um, I guess legally you're not. But, yeah. Um, that's, that's insane. And I know there's collectors out there and all that, and people probably listen to this show that are like, what do you mean? And that's fine. You can get your panties in a bunch about it, but I don't see the point in it, you know. You know, if you want to protect your house, that's fine. What do you need 15 guns for? Are you mm-hmm. expecting an army to come through your door? Mm-hmm. Uh, even like if you don't need an assault rifle to protect your house. Maybe if it was 15 antique guns for, you know, you were a collector, but yeah. just to have 15 guns, nobody needs that. No. And they have too much expendable income if that's what they're doing, too. There's other things you can buy, and there's people out there. <laughs> Donate money. You could feed a lot of hungry people with exactly. that money. Yeah, guns are not cheap. No. That's one of the problems I have with my job, that I'm happy that I don't actually do sales. It's because we sell firearms there. Mm. And I don't... Yeah. It's your turn. Oh, okay. Should parents be allowed to use technology to choose the characteristics of their babies? Well, we were starting to go there with the clone talk. Yeah. Um, designer babies um, seems like the fantasy of every straight person. I could get, you know, my baby could be a, a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Um, it takes it's yeah, just because you do that though doesn't mean you're going to be guaranteed a spot on the the the, the uh, winning Super Bowl team in. 20 years, 30 years. Well, I think of, um, this is going to sound unrelated, but I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it. Um, in, there, there was a book called The Joy of Sex. Okay. It was a bestseller. And one of the questions in it was, can I make my dick bigger? Okay. And their answer was, no, there's no real way that you can do that. That, that really makes any big difference. Okay. You, you can't really make your dick very much bigger. But even if you could, everyone would do it, and yours would still be small. Mm-hmm. Smaller than the rest. Yeah. So if people could design the characteristics of their children to, to be Super Bowl champions, everyone else would do the same thing. Yeah. So you're raising the bar, but you're not really raising it. It's just you're setting it ahead, but everyone else is going to be falling in line. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good point. Well, now do you think if it came down to trying to rid the world of, like, say, diabetes, where it's uh, genetic genetic dis- disabilities? Yes, uh, and they're already doing that. Uh, you can screen a fetus for certain. Um, genetic abnormalities mm-hmm. and, and stop the pregnancy there. Um, that's not quite the same, but that's sort of related. Mm-hmm. It's not making kids better in some way. It's it's just sort of culling the herd before... Before, before. yeah. Um, I don't know if you can call that the same thing. No, I don't think so either. No. The the thing that the, the Christians say is going to happen, they say gay people should be very concerned because they'll say at some time they're going to be able to say, your child will be gay. 
and they will decide to abort for that reason. Okay. What do you think of that? Um, aren't you doing God's work then? I mean, if you're going to abort the child because it's gay, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you don't believe, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like if, what are you saying? Basically, if, okay, if if you're if you're following God's word and all that stuff, and being gay is a sin, and you go to you're committing a sin by aborting the child, also. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it's like I said, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But so the kind of people. What about people who say, "Well, it's just going to be too hard on on that child. I, I don't want to." I don't want to burden a child with being gay. Yeah. Or I don't want the responsibility of of having to deal with a child who's gay. Then you shouldn't have children, in my opinion. I think you've forfeited your right to, to procreate. Good point. Because obviously you're not going to be a good parent in the first place. You're not picking out a puppy. <laughs> um... You could go the other way. What, what if uh, a gay couple decide they want to have a child and they want to make sure that the child is gay? Then they shouldn't have children either. I think, you know, it's, I, I think people should, the only thing they should want is a healthy child, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. When I see people, like, oh, I just want a boy, I want a boy, I want a girl, I want a girl, I want a girl, I want a boy, I want a boy. But, no, what you should be wanting is just a healthy child, in my opinion. Well, I believe that when... When a couple says they want to adopt, someone should ask, do you want a girl or a boy? Okay. Because if they're definite, oh, I definitely want a boy, no, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have a child. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you should just... Be happy with what you get. Yeah, you, you should just want to raise a child. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really have anything else to say on it, really. Um, we definitely went to a gray area that we can't resolve. Yeah. <laughs> Most of these questions are all gray area. Mm. So, all right. Elizabeth II should have been the last British monarch. Okay, I don't have a dog in this race. Neither do I. Um, I'm sure there's good reasons pro or con. Um... I don't, I don't know that the British monarchy serves any good purpose. I don't think they do. Um, the one difference between their government and our government is, in our case, the president has to serve as both a um, executive um, function and a. Um, what is the right word? I want to say commemorative, but... The, the, I know what you mean. The president not only has to enforce the law, but they also have to represent the United States. They have States. to be a figurehead, too. Yeah. Whereas in Britain, Parliament decides the laws, mm. and the monarchy does the the, the diplomacy and the, the visiting with... Mm. So... Um, the uh, the American president is, is far busier than he should be because of doing all these ceremonial things. Yeah. That a monarch would have done in, in England. Yeah. But other than that, I don't I, I don't know the I don't know it well enough to say whether there should be or not. I think I think I'm yeah, like I I don't have a dog in this race either. Um, if the British people like it, then leave them there. You know what I mean? If the if the British love the royals, it doesn't affect us, like you said. I mean, they don't make political choices. Um, they don't start wars. They don't try to. You know what I mean? It's 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 basically a ceremonial a figurehead. A figurehead. <laughs> so, I think it's outdated. I don't think it serves a purpose. But if that country likes it. And it's not hurting anybody. That's probably why they still have. Yeah. Who am I to say? You know what I mean? So I'm fine with it. But at least we can 
settle one of these questions one of today. Them. And that was the last question, too. So, but yeah, that's where I lie on that. So, all right. So, what is your favorite joke right now? I have a message to whoever stole my depression medicine. Okay. Well, I hope you're happy now. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. We hope you enjoyed episode 86 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. This is Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.